Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 145. Is it 545? I don't know. What did I put in the description of the recording? Yeah, 145 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and this geezer with me here... It's Andy, a.k.a. New Stuff. New Stuff, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny. So I was clearing out some uh, old audio recordings, or used audio recordings from the Google Drive, and I had the different sections of the uninterrupted moaning episode we did a few episodes back. And I've got the section where you say in one point, in fact, I'll, I'll if I get the time, I'll put the clip in now. I mean, we'll record this, we'll release it, and then it'll be like, Secret Wars, out. First of <laughs> May. Or, you know, first of April, whatever. Like, But it'll be irrelevant. You, you called it. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely called you absolutely called it. Yeah, so we had our Moni episode and then loads of loads of things have been going on. It's been crazy. So it's been hella busy. And we've we've had a little bit we've sat back a bit and we had a bit of a chill, taking a, a little break. Yeah. So it's a marble a bit, snap, which was yeah, nice. I'm feeling a bit more reinvigorated now. So uh, we are you know in a good place for making content. And so on. Yeah, so you can all you can all now ignore those whinges and moans from three episodes back. What was it? Episode one hundred and forty-one. It was called "Uninterrupted Moaning." Um, Arge said at the beginning of the Roll of Thunder podcast, "It was like we feel your pain, Chris." I'm like, "Thanks, Arge. Oh, I, pr- I appreciate nice. it. Yeah, I appreciate it." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, loads going on, tons happening, which I suppose we'll jump straight into because we haven't got the "What have you been up to?" Well, I suppose we could do that. Do you want to talk about? Play Marvel stuff instead of Dice Masters. Yeah, well, I'll we, ask you, my good friend, what have you been up to in the last two weeks oh, since we last recorded? Thank you very much. Yeah, we took a little bit of time off and streamed some Marvel Snap uh, friend battles, which was fun. Mm. It was super good, uh, just playing different stuff. You were getting proper grumpy with people battering you or just having exactly what's needed. Uh, so it was nice just to chill out and play a few games uh, without worrying about your rank getting hit or whatever yeah yeah absolutely um i i quite enjoyed those little uh, friend battle mode things they're nice because it's happening again now actually in the new season so i've unlocked some new cards and i thought oh i'll make some teams out of these which means i'm not playing the deck that i know is you know a face smasher uh, and i'm finding it a bit rough and tumble not really progressing anywhere whereas in the battle mode you can go oh i've got this deck i want to try out you play your mate you just test it out don't you yeah yeah it's definitely the way to go i'm 200 tokens off of galactus Oof. <laughs> nearly there <laughs> nearly there nearly i've there. been <laughs> saving for uh, uh quite a while to get up to six thousand. i'm 200 short so uh fingers crossed because um it's good and it's is well, it a missing piece of the meta it's puzzle. Certainly a strong card. Uh, so, that, so Galactus took me to ninety-seven in the uh, in the rankings. I three fell rounds. short. Wow. I fell short of infinite by three. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a strong card. But I'm playing around. I unlocked a Valkyrie. I got a Valkyrie out of one of my caches. So I've been playing around with sort of three three power um, Cerebro thing to give her a try. And then what was the other card I got? Oh, and the Hit Monkey. I got the hit, I bought the Battle Pass, so I've been making like weedy decks with Hit Monkey. Try and get him out, and he was he's plus two for every other card played that turn. Yes, yeah, that's got to be um, quite a good one for your Death and She Hulk uh, team. Oh yeah, I didn't think to put it in there. I've put it in my uh, my Bishop one with the that puts all the one costs out in the last turn. Yeah, you know, with Kazar and oh yeah, Blue Marvel. Um, and then slams a load of one cost out in the final turn. So now I, I slam one less one cost out and put a hit monkey and, and <laughs> one cost out. Um, so it's just sort of integrated into that deck. And then I tried to make a dedicated deck, which was all about um, bouncing back cards to refield oh, yeah. and stuff with, uh, what's his name? Beast. Beast. So trying to get hit monkey and uh, rocket raccoon bigger by fielding them, then bouncing them back, then fielding them again and getting the game effect a second timeline. But I don't know. I think it's a good deck I've made, actually. I just don't think I'm playing it very well. 
<laughs> well, maybe in a few weeks we can get uh, get a Marvel Snap stream on the uh, on, on the go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and and I've been making some more Marvel Snap content for those guys over at Nine Eight Three Media that we've been oh, collaborating with. Yeah, you know, see, I put it on the Facebook page. We, we, we've been collaborating so much that. <laughs> have a flipping clue <laughs> yeah and andy is a is a strong driving force on this collaboration actually because the videos are about comic book character lore so of course <laughs> of course i was well up in that <laughs> yeah the guys over at night media were like do you know who we need we need andy england aka comic book lore master <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i just did him a quick vid on uh on Hitmonkey, yeah. Who's Hitmonkey? What? Who's the character? So it's more, it's more of a comic book law vid, very similar to the type of comic book law vids I do for Dice Masters. But if anyone's interested, Hitmonkey to do with Deadpool. Uh, yeah, well, Hitmonkey did uh, appear in Deadpool comics, and he's got his own origin story and had his own comic, Hitmonkey. But uh, yeah, he's teamed up with Deadpool many a time. There we go. See, I know some stuff, and the character is very similar in tone. Did you not watch the Hitmonkey cartoon when it was on the telly? No. No, you'd like it actually. It's what you're straight. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. The animation style is very similar to Invincible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the real Ghostbusters and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All the good. <laughs> All the good 80s, stuff. Shiz. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's it in terms of what we've been up to because we haven't really. Oh, you want to talk about your Lannisters? Go on. Go on then. Go on. Um, yeah, so like, I don't know. Did we speak about it last episode that I bought it, or was that in? That might have been Mod Extra. I don't remember which Mod Extra one. every month on Twitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I bought a for you who don't know. Um, I bought a, a Song of Ice and Fire starter box set. Uh, I bought it for myself for my birthday, uh, which is a tabletop miniatures game about Game of Thrones uh, and. Um, Chris has been nagging at me for as long as, <laughs> as long as we've been doing this, that I should be painting models, which I used to do um, a good few years ago. So these caught my you, eye. used to do extremely well, might I add. I've, uh, so I don't know if your Facebook page with your Space Wolves on it and your Samurai Warriors is out there, but this, this geezer here is, is ace. It's top-notch, Peter. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, War Paint Workshop on Facebook. Um, uh, give it a like and there's nothing <laughs> I was going to say click on the affiliate stuff but there isn't any uh, but check it out if you want to <laughs> see them uh, but anyway with with me watching all of the Game of Thrones uh, series recently it did catch me eye uh, so I did buy it um, and, and I did get my paints out uh, realised they were all dry as a bone uh, and uh, got some new ones uh, and, and I've been, I painted a, a unit of 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 Lannister Guardsmen, which might need nothing to you if you've not seen Game of Thrones, but on the assumption that you're as nerdy as us, uh, you probably have. Um, and they've come out pretty cool. I really like them. I sent Chris a pic. Uh, and, yeah, they look uh, great. He's very nice about them. So, uh, so, so yeah, so, yeah, back on the, on the horse a little bit with that. I'm going to keep on plugging away with these ones. These are quite, it's quite nice because you haven't got to build them. So you just need to uh, spray them with a bit of an undercoat and you're away. So you haven't got to. Yeah. To, there's no um, prep time for them. You haven't got to stick them together or glue them. Or back in the 80s and 90s when they were made out of lead, um, <laughs> st- like sit for like two hours holding an arm to a body uh, whilst the super glue dried. It's just bash, bash, bosh, and away we go. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I don't know much about the game, although it's been around for flipping ages. Apparently, it's about four or five years old. It was a cool mini or not Kickstarter written right. by none other than. Eric Lang, because he does everything. <laughs> he makes all the games. He's um, prolific. Yeah, but I've not played a game of it. I think it's it, for me. It's more to do with the painting. Although I did persuade um, Goose to uh, buy a starter set of Greyjoys. Um, I managed to twist his arm, uh, so uh, at some point we will meet up for a game. But uh, can't tell you much about that. But very much enjoying painting models again, so that's quite nice. That's lovely. I am encouraged. I am encouraged. Uh, next step now. I keep trying to get Andy folks to uh, uh, get his phone 
attached to his PC and get the OBS stuff figured out so that we can see some uh, live painting streams. But you're, you're less keen on that idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll paint naked. It's going to be awkward if that camera drops. Well, you know, it's convenient, though, because you don't get the paint on your clothes, then you can just jump in the shower and stuff, can't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's sensible, but obviously not practical for live streaming. It is. Also, I like on to Twitch. paint with, with t- the, like something on the TV. Well, in this case, my iPad. Uh, so I started watching Ozark. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't watch it because you're painting. You literally follow it. By um, by listening to it and occasionally yeah. looking up, uh, so I was speaking to um, uh, my wife who's watched it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's quite gory that bit." And I was like, "Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I <laughs> 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 can't really tell you what the characters look like, um, but um, it's good." Yeah, I tried that narco when that first came out. Oh, it's all in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> it was completely, completely lost. Put it on, went, oh, this is a good one. Petal and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> it's Spanish. <laughs> I, can't read, I can't read the subtitles and paint models. You knew, uh, uh, you, what... you knew exactly what the FBI agents were doing, but you had no idea about the, uh, the narcos themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's true one side of the story. <laughs> but yes, I've done, uh, done quite a bit of non-Dice Masters related. However... Oof. Yeah, things, Oof. Are warm, things are warming up. So uh, back over to me now, I suppose, because even though we've not played any games, I've been hustling, been busy. So we've had a couple of our spoiler videos go live, uh, one with the Thor core uh, stuff, which I think I mentioned was about to go live in the last episode. It is live now. And uh, one with a couple of super rares in it that are called Big Bats because the super rares we had were villains. Um, DM North have been out and about doing some stuff. They've had an unboxing. Uh, Breath Weapon X have had some spoilers. Rolling Thunder have had some spoilers. There's loads of activity building up towards the release date on the 12th, which will be this week as of date of publishing. This this comes out on Easter Monday. Um, although it might be late. It might come out the day after Easter Monday. Let me see how my weekend goes. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the time this comes out, we'll have done our unboxing. Uh, I'm holding in my hand a countertop display of Secret Wars right now. Oh, you lucky, lucky kid. Yeah. So I, I should have given him my address. <laughs> yeah. I know that Chris well, does all the talking, but the production's done at my house. So if you could just <laughs> send it here. Yeah, we'll let them know. We'll let them know. Yeah. <laughs> so, lo- yeah, loads of activity. Uh, the UK, uh, the Asmodee, uh, our distributor over here, do their sort of new release email that goes out and their retailer update and the game was on their retailer update and stuff. So the, I think the UK releases, even though it says the 5th of May, it might be sooner because it was showing up on Asmodee's webpage. Um, so, yeah, it's all go. Full steam ahead, folks. Secret Wars is on the way. Uh, I know from the guys over at the Dice Coalition that they've been busy working away behind the scenes to get the team builder ready for release as well. So you can all start brewing as soon as the set comes out using your team builder links and stuff. So... Yeah, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, it is. Full steam ahead. Lots lots of activity uh, out and about if you're interested in new releases and some, some faces that we've not seen for a while, you know, have decided to pop up out the shadows once again. And uh, I noticed some folks posting, oh, I'm, I've not played this game in ages. What's new and all this kind of stuff. So all, all of that, which I was moaning about a couple of episodes back, hopefully is looking like we've gone over the hump of it, which is lovely. Yeah. Oh, mate, continue. Nice. Give us all the new stuff. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as time ticks on, of course, we're getting closer to the UK Games Expo. Quick reminder about that event, too, while I'm doing updates and what's going on and stuff. So uh, we announced it last episode that the uh, we're back again. MOD PDM, Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters, at the UK Games Expo, which is taking place on the weekend of the... 4th of June, I want to say. Uh, yep. 3rd of June. Saturday the 3rd of June is when we're uh, when we're on. Saturday afternoon, we're running a constructed Dice Masters event. So if any, any UK players listening want to come and get involved, then uh, please do go check out the information on our website, britterall6.com, where I've got the format, the uh, links over to the UK Games Expo pages and whatnot. Uh, we're doing Modern 2020, which basically means any set that was legal in the, or as Andy calls it, the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. 
the the lockdown uh, legal list. Uh, so anything from Avengers Infinity campaign box up to uh, well, Secret Wars. Secret Wars will be legal in time for yeah. the event. Oh, yeah. So this is really interesting. I was only thinking about this the other day. So the UK Games Expo in June quite often falls roughly around the set release, and for years I've been having to put bits of small print and caveats on the on the format to say if the set comes and all that kind of stuff. And this year, no, nope, it'll be here. It'll be here in time. It'll be legal. It's going to be hopefully in people's hands by the time we play on Saturday the 3rd. We may even, I know Mike's talking about perhaps getting hold of a box at the expo, splitting one and we can get a draft going or something too. So yeah, no worries there. But this is the first time in ages we've been told forever, like, oh, it'll be there in time for the expo. It'll be there in time for the expo. And then it never is. Uh, but this time, yeah. Oh, you just just a kiss at death, that is, mate. Oh, is it? What have I done now? Yeah. Yeah. Delay, Delay with release. Boat <laughs> sank. in the UK, but it's <laughs> off the coast of, of Wales in a tanker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have. I am born under a bad sign. We all know that. Because so. well, rotation comes around like soon as well, so maybe they'll rotate it out. Well, I've I've got a strong suspicion that rotation will be... I mentioned it on one of the videos that... Uh, I put up recently. I've got a strong suspicion that rotation will be skipped this year and we'll get a rotation next May. We'll have 12 months of the current modern and then next May they'll call the rotation. Well, I don't know. I, I've just got this funny feeling that the Secret Wars is going to be a cut-off point for ongoing competitive play. At some point they're going to say, right, no sets before Secret Wars, but they obviously can't do it now because Secret Wars is the only set in the new <laughs> look, yeah. new feel. Uh, and we haven't heard anything about House of X at this point, the other announced set um, but but whiz kids are certainly not predictable when they come to rotation so uh no no for know. sure expect the unexpected they might decide to like introduce some older sets back into rotation um or or decide to rotate out secret wars um, oh that'd be and... interesting yeah <laughs> it's <your new laughs> a list stuff. of legal sets it's not legal hey- AVX is legal again. What? <laughs> yeah, so oh, you can play Johnny Storm with your Fantastic Four. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that'd be balmy, wouldn't it? I mean, that they couldn't do that, though, really, because I think too too many new players who enter the, into the game struggle to find the old stock, don't they? They'd have to do a second print run and all that stuff. But uh, as I said, WizKids are nothing at all about predictability. No, that you are correct. I cannot dispute that whatsoever. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's everything I've been doing uh, on the non-Dice Masters front, playing a bit of my old snap. But we've already mentioned that I'm finding it frustrating at the minute. Um, yeah, not a lot going on. You know, we're on the cusp of Easter. Uh, yeah, we are. I got booted down to the 20s and Marvel Snap. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm in the 60s and it's a grind. I, uh, the guy, Absolute grind. It's just bots that don't even think. <laughs> I'm so low that, that it's literally just put random cards in random places. It's great. I've been oh, beating glorious. everyone. No, I, I struggle to win a game. Everyone I'm playing has got the infinite card backs on their decks. Already? So, what, from last yeah. season? From last season, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or from previous seasons. I noticed a couple of, from the... Uh, um, uh, Zabu season as well. I thought that's the infinite card back from the Zabu. Season. So these are people who clearly regularly get level 100 plus. Yeah. They've all been we booted down. Up. Yeah. Booted down to my territory. So I'm hoping in a week or two's time it'll level out and I'll start playing people more <laughs> around my level of capability because they'll all steam ahead and disappear off up into their higher yeah. ranks and I'll be playing other fellow actually 60ers. <laughs> Just like the Swiss rankings in a Dice Masters tournament, it all levels out in the end. It's, it's all the buttholes. Yeah, absolutely. All about the buttholes. <laughs> right, should we tell the listeners what we got lined up for this episode then? Wee oui, wee, oui, bon anniversaire. Okay then, so it's the return of the Great British Brew Off, the Great British Brew Off Brewing Challenge, whatever we've called it. Uh, the uh, team building. That's what I'm looking for. All uh, yeah. no killer. Yeah, but we, we've we've kept it going. Was a single one turn kill, uh, twenty points of damage with a single dice. 
is the is the brief. Um, we've got a couple of submissions, and we've had to go to some teams ourselves. Although I'll confess, mine's half a team. I didn't get. I, I've not figured it out. Um, so we'll, we'll do a quick... in contrast. Mine's um, at nine cards and two basic actions. So I'm over. <laughs> I need a bit of help whittling it down. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then, because the Secret Wars activity is building up and it's release week and stuff, we've done we'd, uh, prepared a classic Ministry of Dice pick of the week where Andy and I have both selected a spoiler from the spoiler page and we're just going to talk about why we like it and why we're excited that it's on its way and we're going to be playing with it. So uh, with all that said and done, that should bring us to the close of the episode. So you're ready, my man. Should we crack on with it? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. On to the first segment. Okay then, folks. So, welcome back. It's Great British Brew off time. This is uh, the brainchild of Mr. England over there, so I'll hand you over to him to get us started. Hello. Yes, so the Great British Brew off, uh, something that uh, we were using to fill the void that has hopefully now come to an end. Uh, And uh, it's just brewing different teams uh, with a very loose brief on what... um, what it was about could be anything uh we did uh death of a thousand cuts a few weeks ago uh, and this time it was a challenge to build a team that would do 20 damage with one hit um or at least kind of have that capability Uh, and uh, we we set ourselves the task of building it uh we set you the tasks of building it and uh now we've got to uh admit our successes or failures oh i've failed i had an idea I felt like there was something I remembered from back in the day, and then when I came to building it, I was like, no, I can't see it working, actually. So mine's probably going to be a short one. So should we do yours first? Let's do let's do mine first. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, and, uh, so we'll do mine um, and yours, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the submissions we've had in from the lovely listeners. Yeah. Um, cool. So let me start off with the, the main the main dice, the one that's going to do the 20 points of damage, um, which is... Of course, Mister Fix It. Oh yeah, forgot about him. Um, well, it's got to be one of the easiest ways of doing it. Mister Fix It, for you who do not know, is a six-cost fist. He's from the Mighty Thor set, um, and he is one six five two seven seven three eight eight. So he's already a big old chunk as it is. However, his abilities is what makes him. So strong, which is when Mr. Fixit is damaged, he gets plus X attack, where X is his printed attack value until the end of the turn. However, that obviously that's not restricted to once, so you could potentially get him up to uh, some redonkulous numbers. Yeah. Uh, so, so that that's the main thing. Then I, I went away because I, I said in the intro I've got more <laughs> more cards than I'm allowed. Uh, so. And I had this kind of idea team half built. So I don't know if I, I doubt that I came up with it. Um, so it's probably from someone who had a Mr. Fix It team back when Mr. Fix It was doing this thing. And it's all about kind of getting him out as quick as possible. Uh, so the support cards, in fact, I think all the support cards are, are globals. Um, so we start off with Cree Captain. Uh, four is global, the one without any ability, and the global is pay two fists once per turn. The next character die you purchase this turn costs three energy, uh, three energy less to a minimum of one. So pay two, you're getting a discount, you're getting that one step closer to the six cost. You've also got yep. Ring of Winter, the super yes. rare epic magical object. Uh, it's got a text about dragons, which is relevant, but what we've got here is pay a bolt. Once per turn, the next die you purchase that costs six or more costs two energy less. So that's now three spent for reduction of five. So spent three, we've got we're down. You know, we've got five less. So he's what a one. He's a one cost. Do do yeah. Do do do. Uh, we got Clayface in there so that we can get the Cree Captain out early. So you buy the Cree Captain, pay the. The mask, bring out Cree Captain, be able to do Cree Captain. Yep. What else have we got in there? We've got Intellect Devourer. So you can spin one of your uh, character dice to an energy face to try and get that fist or get the the, uh, mask that you need. Uh, You've got Thor, 
pay bolt once per turn. The next action die you purchase this turn costs two less. Why is that in there, I ask? That's because we've got the basic action, misdirection, which is a two-cost swap target active character die you control with a character die in your use pile, placing it on the same level. And then to make sure you've got a character. So basically, we're buying it for cheap. We're getting a sidekick out, and then we're misdirecting it in. So if we can get yeah. misdirection out turn three, it's boom, boom, bang, a bang. Um, and then to do that, uh, we've got Professor X, no more Magnus, with the global pay mask once per turn, field target sidekick die in your use pile. So we're trying to get to the point where we've got a sidekick out, Cree captained, we've clay faced, we've insect devoured, we've ring a winter global, we've got <laughs> we've got fix it cheap, <laughs> and then we've swapped him in. Uh, the last two cards on this team, we've got an Atlas. Again, that's for the global. Yeah. Pay for this once per turn. On your turn, prep a die from your bag. And then I've also got the Hellfire Clubs. This is my ninth card, although I think it's probably one of the more important ones. It's not there for the global. It's Hellfire Club, members only. If you control the character die with the highest attack, KO all other character dice. Yeah. So that comes in once you've you've uh, did damage to him. Got him up to a high amount. Hellfire yep. Club, everything else disappears, and he goes straight through. How are we going to damage him? It's golden. What else are we going to use? Magic Missile. Magic Missile. <laughs> <laughs> I did already take out um, uh, Iceman Cool, Too Cool for Words, or Techno, whichever one you want, to make the uh, the bolts, um, because I've already got too many cards. Um, but I'm a bit of a loss what to take out. I'm not quite sure. I think maybe the Atlas, although it was, I think, in my map in my head. But I find it really hard to do the first three turns in my head. And I, I, some of these dice are, are squirreled away where I need to, to dig to get them so I can <laughs> to work it out. But yeah, that, that, I mean, somewhere within that is, is a very quick 20 point kill with one dice. It has to be with the one dice because I'm only buying. The one dice <laughs> and doing the rest of the globals, but that's a lot of talking. That's my team. Yeah, so Although. it is. It is a known combo. I've faced uh, almost that exact combo, the Fix It Hellfire Club combo at the UK yeah. Nationals. The last time we did a face to face one here in the UK at the Games Expo, and I've got a feeling that the misdirection. There was some whole thing about swapping an unblocked sidekick out in the attack step with misdirection to make it last minute a second yes. fix it and the action uh slash global phase <laughs> yeah so i seem to remember that happening but uh, of course naturally at that That's point in at that point in my dice master's career uh blink transmutation was a permanent fixture on my teams and the uh, fix it list wasn't able to beat me and because of your raw skill <clears throat> yes absolutely yeah it was my collector team uh, oh, I tell you what it was. I kept blanking it with the uh, that four cost street that I used to like using that blanked all the cards on the. Oh the, yeah! Oh god, yeah. I remember that prismatic <clears throat> spray with legs. Yes, that's right. Was, uh, dubbed. Um, yeah, but uh, yes. yeah, it definitely can, it definitely can do the twenty point hit with a single uh, Mister Fix It. I know some folks have played around with making it over crush as well, but uh, I think you've I think you've picked a good one there. Yeah, it's just working out if I think the idea was to try and do the twenty points of damage, but also do it really quickly. Yes, uh, because there's not enough where well, there's no defense. <laughs> no, so it's it's the uh, ultimate. It's glass cannon. Is that the right word? That's right. Yeah. Hey, check me out. Get it in. Get get, get it in. Get it done. Motto for life that I always run by. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> many a toilet door, <laughs> along with your phone number. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, there's not much more I have to add. To, I've certainly got no suggestions. It feels like the right cards, but as you say, it's all it's got no contingency, has it? If you if you're big, oh, yeah. fix it. Assault is cut off by the knees, then you're in trouble. Yeah, so that's there's a lot of like 
things in there to stop it from failing. So you don't roll it. You you, you, auto, you fill, fill the sidekick with Professor X and then you misdirect it in. So I suppose the only roll you need to do is to get is that misdirection. Yes. Um, and if I was to take one out, I'd take out the Atlas. However, I am going to throw the gauntlet out there to you proper, what's the word, kind of planners of the quick kills uh, to, uh, to to see how that actually works and how it would go. Um, there'll be someone out there who's... Uh, He's got the uh, the table set up to uh, to kind of chess it out and be interested to to hear those comments. But solid though, he's definitely the first thing that I thought of when it came to a, a dice that could do twenty damage in one, and I didn't bother deviating off it because it is super strong to the point where I don't know what other people are going to say. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. All right, good. Well, well done. Good brewing, sir. Good brewing effort. Um, that's cool. Okay, on to mine then. So it's it's incomplete. I've only got eight cards, so I'm missing a basic action and I'm missing a card from the main team. I was, in my head, utterly convinced that I'd been killed with 20 points of damage from a single dice um, on a lantern ring limited only by imagination team because I still remember the pain. Cleggy back at Element Games did it to me, and so I thought I'd try and replicate that using some sprinkling a bit of modern stuff in there. But uh, having partially built it, it's incomplete, but getting the core combo together, I'm not convinced that it can be done. I don't. I think I've misremembered or Cleggy got a fluke, and then I ran out of time to take a second pass. So Lantern Ring Limited, only by imagination for those who are unaware, is from the War of Light set. It has a game effect that says continuous. While active, when your character attack, they deal one damage to target player for each energy symbol in the reserve pool that matches their type. And I've gone for Bolts. As the as the main kind of driving force, uh, the main driving energy to do that damage. So what what you ideally need is well, it's going to have to be twenty bolts <laughs> in the reserve pool, which is the bit. Then I couldn't figure out, and I'm not sure how it happened. So I've loaded up on uh, cheap weenie bolt characters. I've got the Chewinga for Chewinga Swarm, uh, the two cost Paragon Elemental that's got Swarm. Uh, which which one was it from? Tomb of Tomb of Annihilation. Is that the set it was yes. from? Yes, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Uh, then the shield agent need to know from Age of Ultron, uh, which on its burst face says, during your roll and re-roll step, you may re-roll any number of shield agents or Avengers character dice. So four of those. And then I've got four wasp um, partner in peril, two-cost bolts. She's got the amplified keyword, but that's neither here nor there because she's just there to be a two-cost Avengers character that can be re-rolled in the shield agent re-roll. Uh, and then the Foot Ninja Glass Jord from the second Turtles box, which is uh, a three-cost bolt, but it's an ally. Uh, and that's important because then I've also got Techno on the team, and the key part of Techno is his... Uh, so Techno was in the Justice Like Lightning team pack, and he's got the global where you can pay a bolt and spin any number of your sidekick dice uh, to your field zone or in your field zone or reserve pool to... Uh, the bolt side but what i couldn't remember and uh, what i went looking for but couldn't find was i think there was a ruling that that said you could put your allies onto their double energy face that sounds right i mean he's a um an ally isn't he? so he counts as a sidekick yeah sure um but in order to feed that techno engine as well i've put the new batman on there with the the two mask global that fields two sidekicks nice to make sure i've got some sidekicks in the field that i can then techno down to bolts um, and then I've got uh, the the main attacking dice is Merlin League of Assassins. Oh my god! I used to use that all the time. What does it do? Yeah, five cost bolt character. So Merlin can only be blocked by crossover character dice. So I'm banking on the fact that crossover character dice are largely infrequent, and therefore he's yeah, basically an unblockable character. He's also got the global on him where you can pay zero and once per turn spin down one of your psychic character dice to their bolt face. So he's got that extra bit of value there. Yeah. And then I put the Enrage basic action on where you can pay a bolt to give one character plus one attack. So the idea really is to get a Lantern Ring in the field, a Merlin in the field, which I think you can do reasonably quick with the Chewinga Swarm and the... Um, Merlin's global and you know because it's a four and a five cost I think you can just about make it although that's possibly where the missing card is a bit of ramp 
get the Lantern Ring out, get Merlin out, fill your, your board with as many of these cheap weenie bolt characters as possible. Go for a big turn where you've swarmed some Chewingers, re-rolled some Wasps and Shield Agents to bolts with the Shield Agent game tech, spun some Foot Ninjas down to double bolt face, spun some Psychic down to bolts, get as many bolts as you can in the field, attack with Merlin, do a big hit with him from the Lantern Ring. Yeah. Then he's got an attack value of three, four, or five uh, across his levels. And then once that damage is done, plow the rest into the Enrage and finish your opponent off with the attack damage. So you've got something to do with all those bolts you've generated. So it's it's a 20-point kill with a single dice, but over two mechanisms. Yeah, so you'd need... Uh, you've got five damage already. Yeah. And then if you've got... So you'd need five, six, seven, eight. You need eight bolts. Is that right? So you do lantern ring attack. That does eight damage. Yeah. And then his five, which take his, if you got him on level three, his takes five you, takes you to thirteen. And then, and then you, you put, the put seven of those bolts the, into the enrage the pump. And yeah, that's yeah, that's where you you do it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Because it's a pump global. Well, I thought you'd appreciate that, yeah. But I suppose I feel like I've cheated a little bit because it's not like the lantern ring isn't the, you know, I'm using two. I'm still doing the 20 points of damage with Merlin, but he kind of does it in two hits because he does his lantern ring hit at the point of declaring the attack. And then the fact he's sort of going through unblockable. No, I think that's that's, that's within the realms of the brief. It is one dice attacking. It's yeah. just being supported by a continuous dice. Yeah, absolutely. But it is all, I mean, like yours, it can do nothing else. It is singularly focused towards rolling a <laughs> bucket of bolts. So I'm not sure what my other basic action or my uh, other main slot card would be, but probably something rampy to help us get to the four or five cost. But I kind of hadn't thought that through. I mean, with that many bolts knocking around... You'd probably look at a Dark Phoenix Global or a Blue Eyes White Dragon or something, wouldn't you? Yeah. PXG. Yeah. Well, yeah, PXG. But the the thing is, I suppose, with uh, the Dark Phoenix Global is it's a nice way of making sure you've got some bolts ready to roll next turn in your prep area. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Dark Phoenix would be uh, definitely a good fit. Even just a little a cheeky uh, Atlas or Res. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I've just sort of built the main combo there. But I suppose mine's got a little bit more going for it. If 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 it all goes pear shaped, then uh, unlike the more glass cannony nature of yours, it's got some stuff going on because you can your chewing a swarm. You can keep using your swarm and um, lantern ring. You know, you could do it in two hits, couldn't you? If you yeah. were really so inclined. Yeah, or even if yeah, if you had your chewinga one Chewinga and a, a Merlin, then you, you're vastly reducing down the uh, amount of bolts you need. Not that you do that because you're going for the 20 point, but it's got uh, yeah. more to it. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, in an ideal world, your, your lantern ring, so if you go wide with if with your bolts, so this could deal the 20 points of damage far earlier, really, because you could just put shield agents and Chewingas in the field, roll a load of bolts, attack with two or three of them, and do, you know, five six seven a piece or whatever yeah wouldn't you but uh i've gone with the merlin like i say banking on the fact that you really don't see crossover characters all that frequently so he's essentially an unblockable bolt attack yeah he was a great card it was him and there was a i think there was a gorilla grod who also could only be blocked by crossover characters if if um if my memory's serving me right and they were just like unblockable <laughs> Like, who's bringing a crossover character? Uh, yeah, that was, well, it was the same one, wasn't it? The one that did the fist, the fist, spin down. Yeah. yeah. But those yeah. two were, were, were balmy good. Yeah, they were both rares, but I remember them being really hard to get hold of, you know, because people who pulled them weren't trading them, you know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, I think even to this day, Merlin might even still be on my trade list. No way. Yeah, I've got a feeling. Uh, but anyway, there you go, there's mine. So that's mine and Andy's. Uh, get your votes in, folks. Let us know. But we had two submissions. Well, I feel like I had three submissions, but I think I've lost one. So whoever the third person is out there, get in touch with me. I think what we need to do is get people to submit through one messaging source only. So it's easier to administrate. Yes, because I think one has come in 
because I got one off on WhatsApp, one on Discord, and I feel like the third one came from somewhere else, like Facebook Messenger. But by that point, it got all a bit dis- disorganized, so I might have to start saying, come and give it to me in Discord or whatever. But anyway, that's a... So, for the future, folks. But, uh, yeah, to Jackalope Spam, uh, Nick, who was uh, on our last episode, uh, sent one in, uh, and his is... I'm not even sure I understand this. But he assures me it's good. So I'll read you the description, folks, that he sent in. It says, uh, so it's all all about the uh, orc knob and the orc boy from the Warhammer 40k. Wow, orcs, wow, team pack. Uh, And so the orc knob is when a character dies KO'd, orc knob gets plus one attack and plus two defense. And then orc boy shooter says, when Orc Boy is KO'd, if you control another Orc-affiliated character die other than Orc Boy, return Orc Boy to the field zone at level one. So it's all about creating a loop that just makes your Orc Knob infinitely powered. Right. So it just, like, mega buffs up your um, your Orc Knob. And then uh, there's an Ant-Man on the team, and uh, Inset World from uh, UXM. The blue one? No, this is the red and pink one. Oh, okay. Or red and purpley one. Uh, global, pay a fist, switch the attack and defense values of one of your characters. So your Orc Knob's getting plus one, plus two. So it's then switching, doing the switcheroo to get the, uh, to get the, switch the defense number out for the attack. So I'll read you Nick's description. It says, um, big idea is to get Orc Knobs in the field with a bunch of Vibranium Shields. Oh, I forgot to mention the Vibranium Shields. So the Vibranium Shield is continuous resistance. When a character die you control is KO'd, character dice you control get plus two, two defense until the end of turn so you can see how this is panning out we're gonna have an enormous knob folks (laughs) play vigilante justice and fabricate the orc boys for stone golems so we've got vigilante justice which reads when one of your character dice is ko'd this turn ko target opposing non-bat family character die right then you've got your stone golem which has got fabricate uh, two to four ko two character dice with the total purchase cost of four or more to purchase this dice for free so you just keep you spam your orc boys ko your orc boys while vigilante justice is in effect therefore clearing your opponent's field but also slamming the defense numbers onto that orc boy um and as sorry not your orc boy your orc knob but the orc boys, because of their game text, they come back to the field zone at level one. So it just continue, you know, it just keeps going and going and going until you've got a huge orc knob with a massive attack and defense number, an even higher defense number because he's getting plus two from the vibranium shield and plus two from his own game effect. Then you do the stat flip with Ant Man and attack with the orc knob, you know, to do a big twenty damage hit. In the hope that your vigilante justice has successfully managed to uh, clear, clear down your opposing, everyone. yeah, your opposing. But of course, uh, Nick said that he's played it before, where without the single die kill restriction, and because orc knobs are like two cost, orc boys are two cost. The vibranium shield is a three cost. Vigilante justice is a three cost. He's managed to get a few of them out and attack with, you know, three orc knobs with switched three or four rot knobs apparently there's a video out there somewhere where he's uh he says i hit for nearly 300 in one go on the fifth turn of the game Oof. he hit someone yeah. with his knob yeah absolutely that's the on way youtube that's the way that jackalope spam rolls apparently um but yeah that's that's some tricksy uh tricksy shenanigans there and it just it? Continue, just cycling that or those ought knobs uh or boys sorry to get the ought knob defense numbers up um, so see if if I was playing him and we're in a <laughs> tournament, it would be a draw because he'd be like, right, and this is what happens, and I'd be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is what happens. Explain that again. What? <laughs> the time draw, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, your you main limit on this is the fabricate, isn't it? Because you've only got max die four, so you can only fabricate up to four stone golems, um, which is your, your limit there, but. Um, obviously a bit tinkering around the edges, but Nick's clearly got it optimised to suit his yeah. play style and the way it works and run. There's a PXG, a uh, clay face and a parallax in there for some ramp and a res for the prep global as well. So, yeah, really tricksy, dead janky kind of combo there, but uh, like you say, you could catch your opponent somewhat unawares. Yeah. Uh, so that's Nick's. And then that. we got one from Collector Rob over at Breath Weapon X. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Uh, and- 
Rob's built a team uh, built around Thanos, Prove Love for Lady Death, which is the eight-cost Thanos that's got uh, Overcrush, but then the secondary game text that says, when Thanos deals Overcrush damage to an opponent, double that damage. Right. Yeah. Now, to really take that to the nth degree, what Rob's then done is he's loaded up on the ringside announcers, which, uh, for those who are unfamiliar, that's Booker T and Jerry Lawler. Uh, Booker T has a global on him that says, pay a shield, target superstar, must block this turn if able. Uh, superstar being the WWE set language for carrot today. Uh, and then Jerry Lawler has a global that says, pay a fist, target blocked or blocking superstar, deals double damage, uses ability only once per turn. So you double your double with your Thanos, essentially. A double-double. with Double-double. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he says you buy, he's got Harley Quinn, the uh, vanilla one cost mask one. You buy your Harley Quinn, uh, and then there's uh, Clayface there as well, and PXG to do the whole um, Clayface into masks, Harley Quinn to then PXG, you know, to get your big ramp going to get up to the yeah. eight cost of the Thanos. There's also a Creed Captain in there to help get up to the big Thanos. Um, so you can get him bought turn three if you've got your, your PhD and your Cree Captain game down to pat. Uh, then there's uh, an Orion on here uh, whose function is his global pair fist spin target character out to up one level to make sure your Thanos is at his highest level. You're looking for that level three nine nine as your starting point. Um, and then you make sidekicks for your opponent using the White Tiger. So this is White Tiger Mystical Oof. Amulet from the Amazing Spider-Man set, which has a global that says, pay a fist, once during your turn, each player must field a sidekick die from their use pile if able. Now, this is to ensure that your opponent has got the blocker, the weenie blocker, so that Thanos has got something to be blocked by, be blocked by. Um, that you can force the block with. Booker T then, because he only doubles up if he's dealing damage with Overcrush and if it's blocked. Blocked. Um, so you... Who'd have thought that we'd have referenced that old White Tiger card like twice in as many weeks? Mm. Yeah, it's come up a couple of times lately, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, uh, similar to yours, I suppose. In a way, it's all just singly focused towards getting that beat stick down on the table and throwing the beat stick over, beat stick over at your opponent. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting, isn't it? It's got to be. I mean, with all these teams, it's about getting your your big fat one out as quickly as possible before your opponent has got the opportunity to to kind of get any defence on the go. <laughs> yeah, or Constantines or um, all the other like Oracle, Elf Thief, all, all the usual kind of control pieces to try and scupper you. You need to get. Get there, get there first, and um, and and get the, the the smash in. And I think it'd be yeah, it'd be a case of either you get it or or you don't. And you yeah, lose. yeah, that definitely seems to be the order of the day because none of us out of the four who have built a team around this brewing challenge, none of us have got any control, any defense of our own. It's all just globals and character effects that drive towards our big beat stick thanos mr fix it the Ort knob or the uh, the janky merlin thing that i've put together yeah. all about just getting your big beat stick thrown down the field although merlin's not that big of a beat stick i suppose really but i, I like it because he's doing the damage with his arrows as he's charging in i, I like that bit of theme mine's thematic yeah, yeah so there we go two hours worth of chewingers against Cree captains in our near future <laughs> well sure yeah well that's the thing now with those four so obviously uh we encourage the audience to get in touch and let us know which of those suggested uh one turn kills uh with a single dice uh tickle your fancy what you appreciate about them um but we we now need to pick a team each to play on stream next next week i think is when we planned on doing it so which of the four are you going to use mr england oh um that's a good question. Do you know what? I'm going to go with my fix-it. Okay, I'll tell you what then. Let's go beat stick against beat stick, and I'll give Rob's Thanos team a try. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just see who can get their big beat stick out first. That sounds good. Is there, just thinking, if there's globals on both sides to speed it up, that's just going to be Oof. like every global known to man. It's going to be chaos. We'll probably play the game three to... It'll be a short, either a really short stream, or we'll have to bring a second oh, yeah. set of teams to... <laughs> 
no, <laughs> to it, stretch it out a bit. Like, yeah, like like two minutes long, or it'll all go wrong, and it'll be like a three-hour mash. <laughs> just, <laughs> just nothing working. But um, that's that's the fun of doing it, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, cool. There we go, then. Thank you for so submitting them. There we go. Uh, are we setting another theme, or are we going to sit on it for a bit, or what? Uh, well, I think we've hopefully got enough uh, content coming our way with the new set coming out, so maybe we'll put this on the little back burner, keep it reasonably fresh for the uh, uh, the no doubt the, the the desert that will come again. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Or maybe we could do something with Secret Wars cards for the next one. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, get, pop your suggestions in the suggestion box, folks. You know all the usual ways to get in touch. Um, although maybe maybe get in touch with me over Discord. Look for True Mister Six or join our Discord channel. There's a link in the description down below um, to help me out. Because yeah, it gets gets a bit crazy when people are sending stuff across all different. I'm getting emails, Facebook messages, WhatsApps, <laughs> DMs on Twitter, Discord DMs. I'm like ah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, that wraps that one up there. Should we move on to the next segment, my man? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, then, folks. So, with Secret Wars just around the corner, it is time to come back with another classic Ministry of Dice pick of the week. Pick of the week. That's if you knew around these... <laughs> I told you I've been using it on some videos as well, didn't I? You did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're new around these parts, pick of the week, pretty straightforward. Andy and I will uh, choose a theme and then go away and find a card each on that theme, come back, bring that card and present it to each other and the listening audience to explain why we like it, what it is we appreciate about it, why it's good for that particular theme, what it is we enjoy. Um, sometimes they're just super casual, sometimes they're competitive, whatever we feel like. And of course, one of the things we do quite regularly when there's a new set coming out is we like to do a spoiler pick of the week, choose one card that has stood out to us from the spoilers. For whatever reason we feel, it doesn't always have to be like you know the power card, we just pick stuff because it resonates with us somehow. So we've both got a card that we've plucked off the uh, spoilers to date and uh, to talk about and share and explain why we like them so much. So who, who's going to go first, my man, me or you? Uh, well, I went first on the uh, the Great British Brew Off, so I think it's only fair for you to uh, to take the lead on this one. Right. Okay. Then. Cool. So I have chosen Thor of Higher Avalon fighting dissidents. Uh, this was spoiled recently by uh, Breath Weapon X on their Sunday night uh, live stream games that they do uh, monthly live streams uh, and then Rob gave me the card image obviously to pop on the gallery there he's a five cost bolt he's got Thor stats from the uh, Mighty Thor set 153 and his game effect reads while Thor of Higher Avalon is active at the start of your opponent's attack step deal two damage for each team affiliation in their field zone divided any way you choose among their characters nice isn't it so it's it's just a good solid way. It's a, l- a gorgeous piece of control there because it uh, it triggers at the start of your opponent's attack step, and it gives you the opportunity to potentially take out the nasty attacking character that you don't want any part of dealing with. Basically, I think if we we were to look at teams that we play against with a Thor or higher Avalon eye, most teams have got at least two affiliations out in the field, haven't they? Yeah, I was going to say, although not one for single affiliation, it's a rarity that you see you know, in competitive play or even just like farting around and building teams. Uh, it's a rarity that, you know, it's all with one affiliation. You've got at least two, usually more. I mean, some of those cards, you've got that Batman with three affiliations on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be horrific. That'd be bye-bye Batman all day long. Yeah, absolutely. This this set alone, the Secret Wars, as it's coming up, is loaded up with affiliations. There's Fantastic Four, there's the Thor Core, there's Villains, there's Infinity Watch, there's Guardians of the Galaxy, there's Avengers, there's Spider-Friends. You know, it's loaded up with all different affiliations. Um, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that doesn't use an X-Men-affiliated character nowadays. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Fair. So I reckon you could pretty much guarantee that if your opponent's fielded three characters, there's a high likelihood at least two of them are carrying an affiliation, if not all three, and could possibly be carrying more than one. I mean, villains are just so prevalent, aren't they, for a start? Yeah. And the, the, the opponent doesn't even have to attack 
It's literally just at the start of their fate. I suppose if you yeah, if, if you um, don't attack, does that skip the attack phase, or do you still have to go in it to not declare an attack? No, yeah. So uh, th- there's a whole thing about the attack step having to uh, you have to declare an at- attack to initiate the attack step. I remember that from back in the day, but I can't remember what the card was that brought that about. But that that kind of doesn't matter because that's achieved. Either way, Thor has achieved what what you want it to achieve, hasn't it? Yeah, especially if you chuck a force attack in there somewhere. Uh, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you can initiate, (laughs) you can make it happen. Yeah, so you can use them as control to say, right, uh, I'll force that, I don't know, that Jubilee that you've been pinging me with, force that to attack and kill it. And also kill something else. You know, let the Jubilee through and shoot something else with Thor while you're at it. You know, whatever, the, the, the options are there. Or if you're just looking to use it as a kind of control piece to basically take the attack step out of the game entirely. <laughs> then Yeah. So one either way, if your opponent attacks and you end up shooting something that you don't like, bonus. If your opponent chooses to skip the attack step as a result of him being there, bonus. You've won either way. You know what I mean? So... Uh, yeah, pop a Monshaw Maller on or a uh, Boss the Force Attack Global at the moment. Is it Doomsday? Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Doomsday, I get the it? Force Attack and Force Block ones confused. Yeah, there's a Doctor Strange as well. There's a Force Attacker. Um, but in any case, yeah, Force and Attack and get it going on. And you could also Force uh, Affiliations onto your opponent's cards. So there's the Radicalization basic action in... So Rob and I were talking about this while they were live streaming and discussing the card and, and say like, well, radicalization, you can pay to give a character die Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or X-Men affiliation. Ooh. So pretty much guarantee the damage. Yeah, so you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be an X-Men character probably at the moment with the way the meta is. But get a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, just up the number of affiliations by one to add two damage to the pool and it's the fact you can divide it any way you choose among their characters as well you know what i mean yeah that's gonna be strong so you, i wonder how strong it's gonna end up being i mean it seems strong you never know until it's on the uh the, the table but certainly it's ooh, it's giving me each other's yeah yeah so uh yeah i like that one that's the one that caught my eye and uh thank you rob very much for uh passing the card over to me to post on the gallery and uh having a little natter about it the other night Nice. Right. Cool. Right. Over to my you, bro. My turn, my turn, my turn. Uh, so I have I have not just scrolled to the first card, um, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I, <laughs> however, uh, I am going to talk about Agent Brands. It's an A. It's right at the top. Um, uh, the very green new style card, uh, the uncommon yeah. to just finish off the, the greenness of green to cover the green <laughs> dice. Um, and uh, it's quite straightforward. I don't think it's going to be as as strong as as the Thor we've just spoke about. Uh, but while Agent Brand is active, your characters gain fast. She's only a three, so she's coming out nice and quick. Um, and she is zero two one zero two two one three two. Now I've always liked fast. I like fast since it first appeared um, back on a Rocket Raku. No, before then, I think. Anyway, it's been about. Uh, but it's the Rocket Raccoon, whatever that was from, is the one that I remember it from, uh, because not just your attack damage goes first, but also when you're blocking, you go first. Uh, so with a good statted dice, you you would block, and it wouldn't matter what the attack was on your opponent's dice, because you do the damage first, their dice dies. Um, mm. You know, so it's a blocking is it's like you haven't got to think about their attacking attack stats when you're attacking or blocking. You, you're going to come back, uh, which is a big advantage. Uh, and being able to put that on cards that may not necessarily be the the weenie kind of <laughs> little fast things that you would expect from the the keyword uh, and chucking it on a I don't know a. a, a Eight over crushing Thanos, yeah, <laughs> or eight plus eight plus eight plus eight uh, Thanos um, appeals. I'm not sure, not sure really what I'm going to combo with it with at the moment, but certainly I'll be giving this a go and seeing what things I could do um, where you're skipping out your your opponent's attack stats. 
I had a, a bit of a janky idea I wanted to try with it. If you want to, if you care to I'd, hear my contribution. Share. So uh, the super rare Wally West in Superman Kryptonite Crisis caught my eye. He's a bit of a mini Captain Marvel. Um, hang on, let me bring him up in front of me. Uh, team builder. Wally. Ah, oh, there we go. Right. Uh, it's a speed force conduit. It's the super rare four cost fist. While Wally West is active, you get a second attack step during your turn. Only Wally West character dice can attack during your second attack step. Um, and he's one three three two four four two five five. So I just thought Agent Brand out in the field giving you Wally West fast. Yeah. Attack attack with a load of stuff. Kill a load of stuff with the fast. And obviously hoping that yours remain alive as a result of it. Uh, maybe with some janky stuff with um, stat manipulation or whatever, and then attack a second time <laughs> with your Wally West dice again. You know, just eliminate their field, or more importantly, I suppose, make sure some stuff goes through. Yeah, you're going to whittle something down. Yeah, just annoying kind of attack step tricksy stuff, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I like it. It's just definitely got potential. Well, it certainly, I feel it has potential uh, to, if not make a groundbreaking meta busting team there's definitely a team that will be fun to play in there uh, yes so uh, i want to try it out yeah uh, yeah i think cool. um fast has always been strong hasn't it so uh, it has but it's never been strong strong no although i like to think of it like deadly you know it's like one of those ones that if you're ever one card short for your team chucking yeah. a fast character on or a deadly character on know um i suppose uh fast if you're going for like attacks and stuff and deadly if you're going for blocks a more defensive kind of driven team is always a safe bet you can always make use of it can't you <laughs> do you know what i mean what's the one that gives everything intimidate so everything's got intimidate and everything's got fast what's the one that gave everything intimidate wasn't it angela from i don't think it's infiltrate you mean that's it yeah infiltrate sorry Infiltrate and fast. Intimidate was what yellow. I feel like it was yellow lantern ring. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, infiltrate and fast. Is that something? You're going to do it and then put that Wally West and do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So if they're going to block it, uh, they'll get hit with the fast. But if they don't block it, you can do your, your whole Angela infiltrate shenanigans. Yeah. Interesting. Is there something modern that gives everything infiltrate? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a new. Isn't there a new Angela that does it? She's not as strong though, because I don't so, think you can pull. I don't think you can pull them back. Uh, right, that was but, it, wasn't it? It was the uh, blink transmutate style global to, yeah. to pull them all back again. Anyway, something for a fiddle, something for a cup of tea, and a curl up on the sofa with a sidekick app or other team building applications. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, right, brilliant. Thank you very much, my friend. No problem. So there you go, folks. There's our picks of the week as of uh, date recording. I expect there will be more cards to be revealed as uh, more unboxings take place over the coming evenings. Uh, and as I say, the team builders going live in a matter of days. In fact, probably only a day or so away from the point at which this episode goes live. So we'll we'll all be brewing. Uh, but those are our two. So let us know what your picks of the week are. What's the standout spoiler? Uh, I'm certain Laurier over at DM North will already be. <laughs> we'll already be eyeing them up to make his uh, essentials list over on the DM North page. So uh, keep an eye out for that too. Uh, but let us know. Okay, well, uh, let's wrap this one up and move to the outro, shall we? Let's do it. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. And we did, absolutely. So uh, not much to say, really. Um, go check out uh, the spoiler vids on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Uh, keep an eye out for our box breaking, our unboxing of the Secret Wars stuff as well. So if you uh, if you missed the live stream, that will be posted on our YouTube too for you to go and take a look at. Uh, if you're in the UK, don't forget to get your ticket booked for the UK Games Expo on the Saturday the 3rd of June. That's coming up nice and quick, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot to do... Uh, I should mention DM North have got their next online tournament on the way as well. Have they? 
Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So uh, head on over to DM North for the information, but they've got the next Roll for the North coming up. That's on April the... Uh, what's the date? When It's that weekend I'm away, so it must be the 22nd of April. Yeah, busy it is Saturday the... up. Sorry, up north. Busy bees up in the uh, Canadian wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. But that's uh, yeah Saturday, April the 22nd. Uh, so I'll pop a... Roll for the North link into the uh, show notes for anyone who's interested, or just head on over to dm-north.com. Uh, it's in, it's on the homepage, just in the side top of the sidebar menu there, uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, and that's it. We'll be back again in two weeks with uh, another episode of Ministry of Ice Goodness to pleasure your ear holes. You got anything last minute you want to chuck in? Uh, no, no. Just check it out. We're about to open some some cards. Let's get on. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's up. finish up. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, so we can do our unboxing, record our unboxing video. So see you later, folks. Bye bye. Chris. Bye bye. I'm not doing it properly. Let me, let me do it okay. properly. Um, yeah. I'm in Chris, otherwise known online as Dreamer Six. And I've been Andy, aka Happy Easter. There you go. Uh, bye bye. Bye Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? And there's that um, there's that basic action I was thinking about as well from um, Superman Kryptonite Crisis, the one that uh, Comics Mike had on his Death by a Thousand Cuts team, which has just suddenly fallen out of my head as we're about to... Oh, man, what's it? I can picture it. What the hell is it? The one that does the... Uh, your opponent loses a life for each character that gets KO'd that turn. Oh. What's that one? Is that in Superman... Uh, feedback, I found it. Feedback. Cool. Um, when an opposing character to die is KO'd, deal one damage to its controller. So you could, like you say, force attack with a force attack global, initiate Thor. Oh, no, hang on. It's your, no, it's your opponent's attack step. Ignore that, folks. I'm talking bobbins. <laughs> but yeah, you're Ignore thinking, that. thinking of ways and means, which is worrying for me. <laughs>